Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, black Hipster. Where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other, other shit. shit. We delivered that other shit like slow motion. It sounded like a hard shit. Shit. (laughs) Shit. Like one of those. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I miss The Wire. Speaking of The Wire, okay, I want to get into this later, but we're going to talk about this David Simon stuff. Yes. It's really making me upset. Calm down. There's no controversy. David Simon is not being brought up on sexual assault charges or anything like that. As far as we know. Well, he buried it well. He does have crime shows. He buried it well. I love David Simon. Um, But no, we're going to get into some David Simon. But first, Mm -hmm. first, let's address the elephant in the room. We're in my bedroom. Yeah. And we got a little bit of a bootleg setup today, don't we? We have to do we have to do. We we got kicked (laughs) out of the kitchen because they're goddamn neighbors. We don't know where the sound is coming from. We, went we to, can't find the sound, yeah. but and they are really tried. jacking up our background. Yes, we went yeah. to another apartment building next door. That lady was that. ready to punch us in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame her, but um, yeah, yeah we're gonna get to the bottom of that. Um, otherwise, so hopefully the sound sounds pretty okay today. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this Teddy Pendergrass documentary that we just watched. It's called "If You Don't Know Me." What? Okay, I'm not. You're gonna tell me about it because I haven't seen it. She's on top of everything. Oh, I watched. But he wasn't so he. Much he had a physical. Wasn't? Did he beat people? No. <laughs> did he beat? Oh, okay, okay. No. No. So he had a car accident and he lost um, all use of his bottom half, so he couldn't oh, walk. Wow. And and here's the thing: I did not know that Teddy Pendergrass was that big of an artist. He was poised to be, like, I'm like legendary. Like oh. a, an icon, like pop icon, because mm-hmm. he would always say, "Don't box me into R and B, don't box me into funk soul," and he was, you know, and of course people would just then say he was pop. Um, for today's standards, we we'd be pop because that would be a crossover. But he was apparently huge, and I did not know that. Here's the crazy thing: as a kid, and this is weird. Yeah, I heard the story that he was doing something freaky in the back of his car with some guy. And Apparently. like somehow, like somebody kicked the car into gear, something like that, and they rolled down a cliff or something, and that's how he lost the use of his legs. That is not what happened. That's not what happened. Okay. <laughs> no, he got into a car accident. He was driving his Rolls Royce, and his brakes gave out. They oh, think geez. someone cut his brakes. Probably the police. They say he he had a lot of issues with the Philadelphia police. So someone tampered, possibly tampered with the brakes in his Rolls Royce, Mm -hmm. and he got into a car accident. There was a woman in the car. This is how that was transformed to, he was in the car doing something with a man. It turns out she's transgender. Oh. But then, well, I don't think he even knew. Oh. I think Mm -hmm. no one knew, and then, (laughs) it's funny, because Al was like, reporters be on their shit. I'm like, (laughs) uh, that's their job. That's our job, yes. Because mm-hmm. it was like, how did they find that out? And she okay. said, she she said, I have been a woman, a full woman, because she was post op mm-hmm. by the time she had met him. Okay. okay. And she's like, I have been a full on woman for forty years now. Um, that is insane. Yeah. So that's how that story was transformed into he was doing something freaky in the car with me. One of his old managers was mm-hmm. like, oh. Once I found out it was a 
transgender woman. I go, well, maybe he reached between her legs and he felt a dick and he got surprised and drove them off the side of the... I said, really? he is really reaching yeah, with that. Really reaching. Really reaching with that right there. Yeah. And then I she said, was, oh, my God. Hold up. Dude. And then she cleared that up. And she's just like, I very much have a vagina. I had one then. <laughs> Hold up. Did she... Oh, so she's alive. Was yeah. she hurt at all? No. No. She escaped with barely a, a, a scratch on her face. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And this usually, man was she ejected was into the she back was seat. She was a passenger. He had gotten thrown into the back seat, and they had to use the jaws of life to get him out the car. Okay. And was he not wearing a seatbelt? Was she wearing her seatbelt? I don't know. I don't know. This was what nineteen eighty-two. And she had a, my thing was when you mentioned um, the, the transgender um, woman. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking, what was the drugs like? Like, how was that operation? Like, what did you have to go through then? She said she had been on hormones for a while. Because, I mean, things have improved just in medicine, medical world in general. Right. That's a, oh, wow. Well, yeah. brave to want to do something like that back mm-hmm. then, I would assume. I'm just, yeah. I mean, Modern I, don't, medicine. I, I don't think, it, I think that's the kind of thing that doesn't change, right? It's been happening since yeah. the dawn of time dawn sort of, of thing, time. Yeah. but it, it's just how people have addressed it has changed. Exactly. But yeah. back then, you know, gay men just got married and then sometimes just had their little trysts on the side, but they had a wife and kids at home that they went home to. Well, no, but even, I mean, just the transgender thing is something mm-hmm. that's different. They had this um, documentary about men, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I think it was still in modern day, men who were married, I believe, or who had, who lived their lives a certain way. Some of them were gay, but then they got together and they all dressed in women's clothing, which is different from, you know, that's more so drag. Um, maybe some of the men wanted to actually sort of change their sex. Right. But I can't imagine being in the 70s or the 60s, and what if you were thinking I was more in the wrong, incorrect body, and where do you go? Where are the resources? And then the resources are, I'm pretty sure in some places are underground, or they're harder to get oh, to. Oh, absolutely. And just everything is, the regulations are different, mm-hmm. so you aren't protected like as much. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. And just, you have to have so much, I mean, I guess you really have to really be sad or coming from such a hurt place that you want to just go through with this because you feel like it's vital to my survival but also gee I mean it's just yeah. a lot yeah that's well that's what I'm saying the people have felt that way or it's been going on probably since the long oh, time but exactly. it's just the difference in how they dealt with it or, yeah. or handled it very much. Yeah, uh, you true. you haven't been watching Black Monday, Don Cheadle's new I show. I have not. I don't have Showtime. Well, yeah. one of the traitors is he's gay. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Vanal is him. The guy with the gap, the comedian. He's on freaking everything. Oh, I'm thinking of the guy. Oh, from not Girls. no no Andy um Rennell. Andrew. No, not him. Oh. Yeah, Andrew Andrew. Is he gay on Rennell. the show? No, oh, no. Okay. On the show, he's he's straight. Mm-hmm. Someone did make like a little. Uh, a little remark last week, which was funny. Obviously, they were playing into that. But no, no. It's it's, it's the comedian. I'm trying to remember his name. It's sad that I'm not remembering Is he gay name. in real life? The comedian? No. He has a gap? Yes. Is he cute? No. He's oh. on, like, all the Comedy Central. I think I think he's, he's short. I'm not sure, but he has kind of bald head. Yeah. Yeah. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He is secretly gay. He's in the closet. Okay. On the show, he's married and he has children. But he has like a level on the side, and that's its own thing. Okay. So I yeah. like a gay storyline. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because it's just it speaks to the the times, right? Mm-hmm. How excuse me, ooh, 
I got a little burpees right now. <laughs> it just speaks to how people would behave or how they would handle that back in certain days. And then aside from the fact that it's just it's the eighties, he also works on Wall Street. Oh yeah. So, yeah, very hyper masculine. Just yeah, masculine. You just and Regina Hall is the only woman in their whole shop. Yeah. So, you know She's a black woman too. It's you know, exactly. It's all locker room talk and so you can't be a gay guy in, in there. So that's the thing. But um I wanna talk about <laughs> this episode of Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars Hip Hop Edition. That's a that's a mouthful <laughs> yes, it's a long it is. title. So that's not really what I want to get into, but this is kind of sparked this discussion that I was having with someone. So one of the therapists asked the stars, it's Waka Flocka, Soldier Boy, um Oh, Lil Fizz, Luther K. <laughs> Which I'm not really sure why he's on the show. It's also for people, it's marriage boot camp. Mm-hmm. He's there with a girl who he's not even in a relationship with. Okay. The issue is she wants to be claimed, and he's just kind of like, you a side piece. Well, or like, you just a piece. Well, I think like, they're stretching, like housewives, real housewives. Some of them no, but married. him and her clearly need a check because why are they on it? Yeah. They, they're not in a relationship. It's called go your separate ways. <laughs> what are you in therapy for? Uh, but like Waka Flock is married, Lil Mo and her husband Carl, mm-hmm. they're married. Uh, but they smoke a lot. Like these folks wake and bake. Because yeah. it's early in the morning that they're doing some of these exercises mm-hmm. and they are smoking. And they did one exercise and both the therapists were saying, usually when you do this, people are outraged. They are getting crazy with each other. It was a communication exercise. Yeah. And they were just like, everyone was just kind of desensitized. They were just kind of there. And he's like, because everyone was high. He was like, it's good that they were mellow. He's like, but everybody was just high. And they yeah. were just like, you're not fully participating. Exactly. If you're just, if you're high most of the time. So she said, if you guys could maybe just smoke a little less. That was what she asked them. Smoke, maybe just smoke a little less. They went crazy. They were mm. like, why are you judging us? Why would we do that? Now I don't appreciate that. And the, and the doctors were saying, we don't, we, we didn't address the marijuana thing because yes, this is a boot camp and um, you know, it's therapy to some degree, but it's not for drugs. Like, she's yeah. just like, this is about their relationships, about their communication skills, that kind of thing. So the drug thing is just something we're not going to touch. Mm-hmm. They're also in California, so yeah. it's legal. So they were just like, you know, it's, it's, it's addiction on another level. That's not what we're here to do. But they were like, we had to address it because it was, it was affecting right, the work that we're trying to do with them. But these people went nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how would you say that? You're judging us. I don't appreciate this. I'm feeling like you're coming at me crazy. I'm attacked. And I'm like, really? Y'all are only there for 10 days. Oh, my God. 10 days. 10 and days. they were like five days in at that point when she asked them. Oh, my God. So I'm like, do you need to smoke that badly? Like, I know drugs, right? Sex, drugs, rock and roll, it's all that, that industry. But is it that crucial to get high? Like, what's the matter, Waka? You scared you ain't going to be able to write no any new rhymes? Like, <sighs> like, why does we have to be such a huge part of the hip-hop community in that sense? That is just like, you guys got to get up and roll a blunt. And every activity has to involve smoking weed. How you live life like that? Yeah, I mean, I guess some people... 
I, I have no answer for it. Yeah, <laughs> like what you said, you can understand if, if for creativity, some people say it helps or in your normal life. But if you're somewhere for just 10 days or you're somewhere for a specific purpose, especially when you're trying to work on a relationship, whether it's reality television, whether they're trying right. to work on their, their relationship, then you should be able to give it up for that specific amount of time. But even beyond that, because substance substances alter yeah they alter your reality, your reality. Mm-hmm. and it's just like well do you think maybe some of these issues might come from the fact that you didn't hide this much yeah it's like with alcohol you ever have friends who have issues with their significant other and you're like i noticed that when you guys turn up and get crazy y'all are both always drunk that sounds fun to me. No. Well, yes. <laughs> is it because it is you, Stanley? Yeah, I mean, Josh and I get a little crazy. Oh, Lord. Yeah, no, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, but that's what I'm just like, maybe if you put the weed down for 10 days and then it brings you a different kind of clarity, you might see how in your relationship this might be a thing. This might be what's affecting your relationship as a whole. Yeah, it might be keeping you from sort of addressing issues that you need to. You know, right. even if, like, I guess, you know, marijuana gets you very mellow, you're not getting into an argument, you're not getting into a fight, but then there are certain issues that you need to address, certain things that pop up, then when you get high, you're like, oh, we're fine, we're good, everything's okay, and it's like, well, well no, yeah, that's, but that's because you're in a cloud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not addressing it because you're not fully there. Yeah. yeah. You're not actually present. Mm-hmm. And that, that used to drive me crazy with significant others. I've had issues where it was just like, if you smoke, like, if you smoke that, I'm leaving right now. Oh, yeah. Because I need you to be present right now. I need you to be here. And I know you think that you're this way when you're high, but I'm telling you as the sober person, <laughs> you are not. You are not. Everybody thinks that. Like, oh, no. When I'm drinking, I'm this. And when I'm on this. You're really not, though. No, Your you high should. brain is telling you that, but that's because your brain is high. <laughs> no. It, it, it's, it's, it makes no sense. Yeah. It's, it make, I make a rule to never have, to never make any serious decisions or to never have serious conversations when you know if i'm like drinking or whatever because uh-huh. you can't you just know that i'm not in the right space right it's like it, something that i should is much more intense or much more serious i don't perceive it that way because it's like well i've had a few you know not a few for me is two like i don't oh, have geez. one and it's like home oh, i can't make no decisions girl it's oh, out. Lord. don't ask me about anything important <laughs> because <laughs> well is elsewhere then what what is going to happen if all these states continue in the vein that we're going, which is legalizing marijuana? I was just looking at and it was at least fourteen states have legalized recreational marijuana, and another fourteen states have at least legalized it medicinally. Mm-hmm. So, and then the CBD oil is popping up everywhere, which in itself is it's that's a whole nother story because yeah. that is the wild wild west right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it's just like what. What's going to happen when it's legal for everybody to just get high all the time? I don't know. That probably is going to be a problem because you think about, I know people who like get high and they drive and people who get, I mean, think about, yeah, if it's legal in California and I've. And it's a driving state. Yeah, it's a driving state or even going to work. It's like, I'm pretty sure this will affect, I think then it becomes an, you know, sort of a, what is it? Your own responsibility. You yeah, have you have to self-regulate. It's yes. the same way you're not going to get up in the morning and have a cocktail yeah. before you, you go to work. work. Yeah, then you have to do that. I feel like, but I, I mean, even outside of work now, like even just walking around in the city, you smell the marijuana man. You mm-hmm. see people taking their pants. Even yep. People have told me, 
And um, it's not legal in New York. Yeah, it's not. So and people have told me that oh, it it's, just, it's, it's always tobacco. And it's like, well, I don't know. It's like, I'm pretty sure everyone walking down the street having those little pants. They, and they no have way. They're smoking tobacco. weed. Especially to me when They'll they seem like you're younger or my age. And I'm thinking, is this a thing with every, all the people this age or younger or what are, are doing, are smoking tobacco? I no way. No. They're smoking weed. I yeah. was at a job mm-hmm. at a, at a, doing a project for a very high profile company. Mm-hmm. And they brought this girl in to, to do the project with me. And she started vaping from her little pen. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. I sure. said, this is the nuttiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I just had to say, girl, Mm-hmm. I said you crazy. I said listen, be careful with that. You crazy. crazy. I said be careful with that. She was like, oh, it's cool. And then it wasn't cool because we were trying to count something and she didn't mess something up. And yeah. I was like, this bitch is messing this up because she's high right now. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, she was like, I'm so tired. I'm gonna take an Uber home. And I was like, girl, you didn't do much of anything. <laughs> it's five o'clock. You're tired. You're gonna take an Uber. Bye. I was like, I can't. It's, it, I wonder how they deal with it in certain states where, because I've, you know, sort of been in California and mm-hmm. seen things where it does seem like it's a little bit more open in mm-hmm. certain workspaces, and then people are much more likely. I'm pretty sure. Like, imagine, you know, we have, you know, places where people go for drinks, you know, during lunch, which is, and then now they're also you have marijuana in the mix, and then right. they're, you know, doing their vape or smoking while they're on um, while they're on break, and then they come back to work. I think People companies are definitely going to do that. Yeah, I think companies really will just need to write that into their policy. Oh yes. Like yes. N- no drinking, no drugs, <laughs> no yeah. marijuana use while you're on the clock. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a very different thing to have one drink at lunch than to smoke a blunt. It yeah. is a very it's, different it, yeah, thing. Yeah, because I that, don't care what your tolerance is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anything cuz my thing if you know anything that can alter your mind uh, alter your state of reality, then mm-hmm. maybe that's not the best thing to do when you got your nine to five. So whether that's for me, I don't, I would not have one drink on my break for lunch because I know there's a strong possibility it's going to make me feel a certain way. Right. So that's just me. Some other people can do that. For me, I can. You just have to police yourself. Yeah. The thing though is that I feel like in New York, people are going to smoke all the time regardless because they can yeah. now that it's decriminalized but also then you have all these other people coming from all these other places mm-hmm. and it's and New York is one of those places it's like almost like Vegas right where people feel like they can just come here and anything goes and yeah. it's like no that's not at all how we live like we actually live here businesses have to run like, yeah. <laughs> there's just this expectation of differentness, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But then you have to remember that people live here. It's like people go into Vegas and they think prostitution is legal, and it's like, no, it's not. It is still <laughs> not legal. Like, neither is coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's just a, yeah, there's this sort of party aspect of yeah. What you saying? Anything goes. And when you're thinking, you're looking at a city, or yeah, city which is known for certain things. Vegas, you're going to gamble. Yeah, right. you're going to party. New York, yeah, you can get anything at any hour. You know, everything's sort of at your fingertips. It's fast paced. You feel a little bit free. You feel a little bit riskier, I think, when you visit certain places right. like that. Yeah. I'm worried that the streets of New York is going to get crazy. It's going to be back to, like, the late 80s when it was graffiti everywhere and crime all well, the time. Well, I wonder how it is 
I'm pretty sure they've done some studies in places like California and Colorado oh. and all these places, even Massachusetts. Right? I mean, it's just an abyss. No, Massachusetts, is it everything? It, it's not- yes. So right now, I think only in, I'm trying to remember what I was reading. It's it's coming. That so it's, it's going only- to be recreational. Oh, okay, yeah, because I know yeah. it's just. Recreationally, marijuana is going to be legal in Massachusetts. Yeah. I wonder how in California, because, I mean, California, they didn't, like, go, it's legal there, and people aren't, like, losing their jobs and their employment rate is But dropping. that's also true because it's Cali. Everybody was smoking all the time anyway. That's true. But it, I wonder, it, it became legal because they were just like, guys, this is stupid. We should be taxing this. Yes. They wanted to make money <laughs> off of it. And we can't even talk about other countries because their just whole culture is just different than ours. Like, places like Amsterdam, where everyone knows you can go there and have the coffee shops and all of that. Right. I wonder, yeah, they're probably, it's just something people know. I don't do that at work. Uh, right. Well, I think also, too, I, I'm not trying to be anti-American because mm-hmm. I'm American and I'm proud. But I do think that we get we're, we're still very we're a baby country compared to a lot of other nations. Yeah. So we still get things very it's new to us mm-hmm. or we live a certain way, especially compared to Europe. We live a certain way that seems very repressed. So it's almost like when you have. You know, student A who grows up around drinking alcohol and it's not taboo yeah. versus student B whose parents are like, you better not ever take a sip. And then they go to college. Student B is like wasted at every frat party. And yeah. student A is drinking responsibly because it wasn't uh, it wasn't taboo. It wasn't a secret to them. Yeah. I feel like the United States is like student B where we're just like we get something and then it, we go crazy. That's a good point. Even just that analogy you use with alcohol, because I think in, in America, we have definitely an issue of drunk driving continues to be an issue, like amongst teens. Mm-hmm. And you think everyone knows you grow up, like in other, other um, countries, they still have a drinking age limit. But I think... Yeah, but it's it, like, like in Spain, 14. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the household, you drink yeah. alcohol more with your family. But it is funny how, even though our culture is, you know you're not supposed to drink at a certain age, kids still drink, but they're still drinking and still drive. But you would think, you know this. Everyone knows this. Why is this an issue for us? Right. Why are kids still crashing and adults still drinking and DUIs? Dude, why are you fucking drinking? Because we're still doing it so irresponsibly. Yeah. And relationships, right? Right. We have a very unhealthy relationship. And unfortunately, I think that's going to be the same way with marijuana because we've been told for so long, like, no, this is illegal we bust you we find you with this you can't do that you can't smoke this you can't grow that you can't sell this and then all of a sudden you just open up the floodgates and go okay never mind go ahead smoke it sell it grow it cool what then you're just gonna it's going to be the wild wild west you have an influx of growers and sellers and of course smokers which means now you're going to have underage smokers so let's say they they say it's legal and then they set a smoking age but we all know kids do what the fuck they want around here. So then smoking age is what? Twenty one? Then you'll have a bunch of sixteen more sixteen year olds smoking. And I think they're smoking already anyway. Yeah, they'll probably just yeah. But they'll have more access, access to, to it. it. They'll have way more access to it. And listen, I bought some stock in C G C so I'm not <laughs> I am not trying to come down and listen. I, I only would like for the legalization so my Stock can really go up make and take off. money. Yeah, she can retire. But overall, I'm very much against it just because I feel like it's going to be the regulation of it on like in 
like actual like execution on the people level, yeah. it's gonna be awful. And I think the government's not gonna care as long as they are making money, they can tax it, cool. As long as it benefits them, they're not gonna care. And then you just they're gonna have to create all these task force and people who are oh, gonna definitely. have to oversee this because these kids are gonna be out here wilding. They're going to be adults. drinking and smoking. Yeah, kids and adults. I think it definitely will. I wonder how the, what the impact will be. Because, I mean, that New York is moving in that direction where more and more people are pushing for it. Right. It's funny how that all kind of just happens. Mm-hmm. It's, it's with the, mar- the legalization of marijuana. Yeah. It's well, very interesting. Some people think that it's going to have the adverse effect. that, yeah. And then it'll just be kind of like a snore because mm-hmm. now that it's illegal and it's less taboo, It'll be everywhere, and it will be saturated, so people won't be so hype about it. But I'm like, I don't oh, know. And you like to get high, you like to get high. Yes, exactly. Alcohol is legal. Alcohol is still very much popular. Yeah, it's still an issue. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, if you like to get high, you like to get high, you're not going to be like, oh, getting high, and now that my parents can do it, I don't want to yeah, do that anymore. Yeah, I'm not no, yeah. folks would just be getting high with their parents. Yeah, same with alcohol. <laughs> like, I drank with my parents, and then I went home and I drank by myself. Yeah. So, have do you drink with your with your mom's family? No, you know, old dad don't drink. Oh, no. well, your mom doesn't yeah. drink. So you've never gotten high with her either. Um, no, man. So she doesn't drink, but she smokes. No, old dad does. <laughs> old dad does nothing. Let me she not put home. that rumor in the yes, street. Yes, old dad does nothing of that. She had. <laughs> she told me one time she had a a glass of wine with her her friend at a restaurant. So I was thinking, I don't know what to order. So I had a glass of wine. Ooh, it went straight to my head. I didn't, I'm like, well, you had like two sips. She said, I don't mind. You know, I think she's just scared of being an alcoholic. But her husband, you know, he'll have a little bit of, um, I think it's gin. He likes um, gin. And he'll have that. And now I drink around my mother, mm-hmm. but I don't get, I don't get tipsy. Yeah. You know, so. My mom kind of acts like that too. And it's really funny because we'll go to like lunch or something mm-hmm. and she'll get a drink. But she'll just be like, well, I'm driving. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, girl, you can have a drink. Yeah, like, yeah. You're not going to be drunk. Mm-hmm. But then she will hold these little wine parties. And it's it's the worst wine you've ever tasted. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Like, she likes the sweet stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm not with that. Mm-hmm. We actually went to Trader Joe's on Friday to yes. buy wine. Just mm-hmm. to the wine shop. She had never been there before. Oh, my gosh. She was driving me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> because she kept asking, what about this? Is this sweet? I'm like, let me show you something. None of this is sweet. None mm. of this section of the store is that nasty sweet stuff that you like. <laughs> She's like, no, not this section. And not they, right, and they had a whole section that said sweet wine. So she mostly just stayed there. The The issue was that I made the mistake of telling her that there were sweet wines dispersed throughout the okay. store as well. Okay. So then she just kept asking because then she wanted to buy the cheaper stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that's dry. Don't buy that. No, that's dry. Don't buy that. Mm-hmm. She bought eight bottles of wine. That's not bad. Eight bottles. <laughs> we, I think at some point, I mean, you also have a lot. Of, she purchased eight bottles of wine, which is good because she has a car. She can, you know, she drives. Right, which is why I asked her to take me. Yeah. How many bottles did you get? I got six. Really? So she's going to say she got eight bottles of wine. Okay, anyway. I drink wine. I'm drinking wine right now. Yes, I know, but your mother's probably like, had this wine for a while. Yeah. And, but then you also have, how many bottles of wine do you think you have? Bottles I have 63. And is that including like champagne bubbling and all everything. that? Everything. Oh, so everything not on the wall unit. Okay, so you probably have about I have sixty three on my my rack. Sixty three on your rack. You probably have about six or so, or seven more than that because you have some hard alcohol on the wall unit. Yeah, that's not wine. No, no, I know that. I'm just saying there's five bottles of, of of 
fancy champagne yeah, you on have the shit. wall unit. Yeah. And then there are a few bottles of hard alcohol that no one drinks. I make milkshakes with the rum that we got from Cuba. Living your life. Yeah. And every now and then I'll have like an ounce or two of the Johnny Walker Blue Label. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you, Spencer. Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but other than that, yeah, no, nah, I drink my wine, but I buy, you know, I collect wine. She's a collector. So I'm trying to get into collecting wine. Yes. I'm, I'm super broke. So when I say collect wine, it's like I buy lots of cheap wine and drink it slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Make it stretch. Make, Make it stretch. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to get into collecting. So if I see a new wine that I've never, like a grape variety that I've never heard of, I'll buy it. Mm -hmm. So this is why I just go and I walk around wine shops and look at new stuff. Good and I do that. tastings and all that good stuff. Interesting. Yeah, and I drink a lot of wine in the middle of the week too because I enjoy it. You, yeah, you like to taste other things. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I absolutely always, do. You have a healthy relationship with alcohol. Yeah, I don't drink anything out of that. But you don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would I would say I've done that. I I did it like in my twenties, early twenties. You know how that was. Well yeah, when you're going to the club and you're ordering a Long Island iced tea because it has the most alcohol in it, at least is what they tell you. No, I did like Long Island iced tea, but there was a little while where I was drinking like Jameson and, and uh, Jameson yeah. and Club Soda mm -hmm. because I was like, that's gonna get me there. Yeah. Um yeah, and I did beer. not like Jameson. I like Jameson, but I just didn't want to mix it with like ginger ale yes. or something crappy because I was like, ah, I don't think that'll do it. Yeah. I drink to get fucked up in college. I'm yes, like, you I did. Get, I want to You would always say that. I don't drink for taste. I don't care what it tastes like. I, I just want to get messed, messed up. up. <laughs> and that quickly went away. It was just like, ah, it's not so much. The point where we stopped drinking hard alcohol. I know why. She's like, you can't, I couldn't take it as much. And I like scotch every now and then. Mm -hmm. But, and, but I, I really don't drink as much. Well, At what's all. funny is like, I think now you drink for taste, but then it gets you fucked up too quickly. Yeah, because, yeah, as you get so you older, your body, yeah, it's like, I No, I meant wine. you specifically. Oh, but I've always been like that. I think I've always, I drink really quickly. I've always been somewhat of a lightweight. Like, I'm a throw up during the night oh, type of person. Lord. Whereas you are oh, I'm the always next day. the next day. I'm oh, like, no. worst hangover ever the next day. The night of, time of my life. Mm -hmm. Next day, it's a wrap. But enough about my hangovers. I do want to talk about David Simon because David Simon. I just found out that the deuce is not going to get past season three, and I feel like it's my fault. What season are they? Season three has it aired yet? No, it's okay. supposed to air in September, but the show's been canceled, so that's going to be the last season. Mm -hmm. And you know that we have a thing, so you haven't been watching a lot of TV lately. I have not. No. You've been. Pretty delinquent, actually. Well, I don't have cable, so I have to be very choosy about oh, what I want. Oh, you're such a hipster. And it's... Ugh. Listen. We're thinking about actually getting a couple of nah. But go on, go on. But The Deuce is amazing. It's an awesome show. David Simon is one of the co-creators. And you know we have this thing about if you and I start watching the show while it's on, it's going it's, to get canceled yeah, because around. we like really brilliant TV, but yeah. apparently the rest of America does not. <laughs> so this is what's happening with the deuce and it makes me sad. Mm -hmm. But I feel like David Simon's shows after The Wire have all sort of had this fate. Treme only had four seasons, yeah. now the deuce. I feel like there was something else. He's had other shows, yeah. And, well, and they said too that like sometimes, maybe it was David Simon who was telling me, has these like really brilliant ideas, but that the networks already have their budget set. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, well, they picked up this show, so they can't pick up this next show, even though it's great, 
but they've already cut their budget. So it well, is you what need it to is. start getting in there early or something. <laughs> it would be weird if you pitch a couple of times to a network and then they pass on the show and they think it's brilliant. You should be the first person they should come to next season. I mean, maybe, but then look at, I mean, if Tremay didn't do that well and the deuce is also not doing that well and they get a lot of nods from the critics, but they're not picking up traction. Yeah. With the people. Yeah. yeah which to fun. me is insane because there's such good shows. They, the writing is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the directing it's this, the shows are so good. And on the deuce, I've, I've never been like, Ooh, James Franco, he's an amazing actor, but James Franco is so good. He plays two characters. Mm-hmm. He plays these twin brothers and he does a great job. And Maggie Gyllenhaal, she's always really good. So yeah. mm-hmm. she's really good. And it's just disappointing. And I'm just like, what is happening? And what's crazy was the same way I wrote that piece, mm-hmm. like why Monet exchange won't win drag race. Yes. And like, just secretly hoping that if I say and I put it out there, she will win. Oh. I was writing a piece about how the deuce is going to get canceled. <laughs> just like, it's like secretly hoping that if I put it in the universe, the universe will do the opposite. Mm-hmm. But I never finished the piece, and now it's getting canceled, and it's okay, my fault. So now we know why it's your fault. Okay. It's my fault. So then, you know, like, look, <laughs> are there other shows that you love that you want to? You want them to stay on the air, write a piece, put it out there. And just put it out there. But listen, that I still feel like David Simon, I owe you an apology. I watch everything you do because I think that you are brilliant. I hope to work with David Simon one day. I just think that he he's he's such a great reporter mm-hmm. and he's so he's a he's an amazing researcher. He's a great reporter. He is a storyteller like no other. And the fact that he can do that both on paper and on screen. I mean, there are people who can do it, but I just think that he does it in these worlds that are so different yeah. than his and the world that he lived or grew up in. So I, I, I give him credit for that. Yeah. I actually, um, we had lunch with him at the J School when mm-hmm. I was at Cal. Um, one of my professors brought him in and talked to us. And, it, you know, me being me, it turned out to just be like a lunch with me and David Simon mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people watching us have a conversation. Okay. <laughs> but unfortunately they also weren't fans of The Wire like they didn't watch the show they didn't and I hate to say yeah and I hate to say it was because it was a room full of white kids but it was a room full of white kids mm-hmm. and they didn't watch The Wire so they didn't really understand how brilliant he is Yeah. but I just hope that he has something else up his sleeve and it gets picked up because I, I just don't get enough David Simon and if the deuce is going off the air he's going to have to bring me something else Sorry. We should look up a list of all of his shows and see if there's something that we may have missed. You know, maybe, I don't know if The Wire was his first show. He's known for something, there's something else that he did, but I can't remember. I'll look it up. Should I look it up right now? Yeah, because I'm wondering. See. Are there other shows that he's yeah, done? Let's see. I got the computer right here. Let me just tap in. David Where Simon. Where I don't know. California. I don't know. I'm gonna go find David Simon. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, there's only like two degrees of separation between us. Oh yeah. I was able to sit down and have lunch with him, so I probably I don't remember. I don't know. Taller than you. His name is David Judah Simon. I'm just on Wikipedia right now. I'm going. Oh, the corner. Oh yes, that's right. The The corner. Also, Generation Kill. Yes. The corner also lasted 
very. It didn't last very it didn't long. Last that that long. was before the wire, if I'm not mistaken. See, David Simon is on to something. He he he's a great storyteller. Like he brings this stuff to life. I don't know what Show Me a Hero too. is. I have no idea what that is. You know what what show? Show Me a Hero. Oh, I don't know. Ugh. Anyway. So I guess this is, I'm going to set a second goal for myself for 2019. So the first, in terms of like writing, mm-hmm. um, is to work with Donald Glover. So now the second is to find David Simon yeah. and finagle some sort of some project or something with him. He's too brilliant. I got I got to do it. He's one of the writers, journalists that I look up to. Got to make this happen. And then you, everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on, on that note, <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> it's, like it's a low, low place. And now I'm looking up for you. Stanley, do you want to plug anything? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at standard W. And Where you can find, find oh, me at Always Fashion Week. Yes. And then what is the podcast? Black Hipster Podcast. At no, Black Hipster Podcast. Yes, Black, yes that. Yes. Yeah, I'm always so bad with the ads. It's yeah. so funny. It's the same for the email. So mm-hmm. if you feel so inclined, shoot us an email at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com and rate us wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure it's a high rating. We don't want to know if you don't like us. Matter of fact, we do, though. If you don't like us, don't email rate us. us. Send us an email. Yeah, send us an email. And go in. Don't make it public. Go in. Mm-hmm. You talk about how much you don't like us because we want to read it, okay? Yes. We won't reveal your name unless you are okay with us doing that. Um, but we'll read your email and then we'll read you. And there we go. Yeah. All right. And then let me give it up again to our dude RL for making us a hot beat. We love it. Thank We're gonna you so much. We're going to close out with that. All right. We love you guys and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.